your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to episode 391 of Locked On Canadians. Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. My name is Laura Saba, also known as the Active Stick, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Scott Matla, and we have a lot of things to say today, so let's get right into it. Today, we're going to talk about, real quick, all the naysayers that want us to hate our own team. What is up with that? We're going to talk about what Mark Shifley said, and then in the final segment, we're going to debate which team the we would rather the Canadians face in the next round. All that's coming up, but first, let's start with, if you are a Montreal Canadiens fan who's enjoying the fact that your team beat a team in the first round in order to make the second round and then beat a team in the second round in order to make the third round. And people keep talking to you like you're stupid. Here's the thing. There's a lot of debate about how weak the North division was, how weak the Canadians are, all of that. But first I want to start with why won't you let us have nice things? Well, because, Laura, it's pretty obvious that not every team is capable of making the second round, uh, to be quite honest with you. Some of them blow three to one series leads. It, it couldn't be us, but <laughs> couldn't that's be what's us. happening. That couldn't be us. At least not yet. But it's a thing that happens. And it's it is infuriating because I am here with you on that and that it's like, OK, the Leafs won. Yeah, they're coping, whatever. They're upset. They're bitter. This and that and the other thing deal with it your team lost again but then they go out there and sweep the jets and it's a whole bunch of this and that and it means the north is weak it's like this it's like why do you care so much like if it's is it because you were proven wrong if that's the case like get over yourself i'm wrong multiple times a day it happens like i i don't get this infatuation with ah well Got to make sure that a Habs fans are taken down a peg. This is a, you didn't win a Stanley cup. You can't celebrate. Uh, I can celebrate my team coming back from a three, one series deficit to win and then sweeping a team in the next round with relative ease. Why would I not celebrate good things happening to my team? People are acting like we think that because the Canadians managed to accomplish these things, which are pretty big accomplishments. I mean, I was reminded of how good Winnipeg should have been. I was just on a, on a panel uh, with the uh, Hab Statistician podcast. You guys should check that out. One of the things that came up is that Winnipeg is a good team. Winnipeg is a good team that really, really failed in that second round. And I think, you know, they have the elements to be a good team, but their coaching really failed them. The point is that they could have won the series, but they didn't. It's exactly like how Toronto could have won the series, but they didn't. You know who did win the series is Montreal. And it's not like, you know, none of us are waking up in the morning being like the Canadians made the third round. They're, they're Tampa Bay good or they're Colorado good. Nobody is saying that. Our team is the little team that could, they are overachieving. They are, they're playing really well. They're defeating teams with 
you know, with, with what they've got, they've got physicality, they, they're a bit slower. So they, you know, they clog up the, the, the defensive zone. Uh, they've got great goaltending. They've got opportunistic, opportunistic players. They've got guys like Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, you know, their fourth line of like really, really old guys and some dude nobody's heard of is doing really well for them. They are doing what it takes to win games in the playoffs. You pull out all the stops, you pull out all of like you, you, you pull out everything out of a hat. I was about to say you pull out everything out of your butt, but that's not how this is going, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're being smart. And, 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 you know, Dominique Ducharme's like coaching strategy is paying off whatever it is, right? It's, this is not a situation where the Canadians suddenly became more talented. I, I think that what they're doing right now is they're riding their luck as much as they can with whatever they've got within their limitations. They're doing everything right. And so the people that act like, oh, we should we should be reminded that the Montreal Canadiens suck. What is wrong with you? Like, it's the playoffs. The whole point of playoffs is to enjoy it, to have memes, to have like collective common jokes like the guy, the yo, the 2500 will feel like 25,000. I swear to God, guy. I love this guy. That meme that Habs, uh, Habs on Reddit made on Twitter with, with Borat and, and the Canadians logo on his face saying I go to America. Like. I love that we're supposed to have fun. It's just about fun. We don't think our team is suddenly magically better than anyone. We think that our team is in the second round of the playoffs, or sorry, the third, the third round of the playoffs. We think our team won a bunch of games, and we were happy that our team won a bunch of games. Leave us alone. You don't need to remind us that the, 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 the Habs are bad. You don't need to be like, oh, Vegas is going to sweep them, or the Avs are going to sweep them. Who cares? Who cares? The Canadians are going to play those games in order to be swept and your team is not just leave us alone. And for all of the people who are like, oh, the, you know, the neutral fans are like, oh, you know, the Habs, they, they think they're, have you watched a single Canadians game this year? And I made this point on the panel as well, is that like everybody everywhere just paid attention to Toronto because they thought that that was the only team that they were going to have to worry about in this, in, in the semifinals. And so you might know the Toronto storylines. You might've dropped in on Toronto games when they were dominating the Canadians or the, or the Vancouver Canucks or whoever, right. They had a really great regular season. So you're watching that. And then you're being like, well, the Canadians suck. And that's fine. Like the Canadians had a terrible season. Like it, it was a very, very underperforming season based on the expectations they set in the off season. And that's fine too. It's just that it doesn't mean that we can't enjoy this. You don't need to crap on it. Just be like, good for you, Canadians fans. Good luck in the next round. Like it's perfectly easy to say that. We know that Vegas is really good. We know that the Avs are really good. We know that these two teams are Stanley Cup favorites and Montreal is the weakest team. I guess it's, it's, not, it's not the weakest team that made the playoffs, I don't think. But it is one of the weakest teams to make the playoffs. And that's fair. And that's fine. But we can still be happy. Leave us alone. Let us have nice things. It's funny is that Winnipeg ended the regular season with like one win in their last 10 games and then swept the Oilers. And everyone was just like, ah, that's kind of funny. And then no one said anything else about it. It's like, why why can Habs fans not enjoy this? And it's a lot of people like, oh, well, Toronto was more exciting. It's like, well, guess what? They should have been better at hockey then. Like, wh- I don't know what you <laughs> They want. should have won the games. Exactly. What do you want from the Canadians if the other team lost? Like, how is it my problem that Toronto choked or that Winnipeg sucks? Like, that's not my problem at all. Like, win games. Hello? Right. And that's exactly it. And so if you're a Canadians fan or you want to jump on this bandwagon, or if you want to just not be a dick, 
you know, make your memes, enjoy it. Until the Canadians are officially eliminated from the playoffs, we get to have fun, even if it is the last minute and the Canadians are about to get swept. As long as they're in the playoffs, we get to enjoy that they're in the playoffs and everybody can leave us alone or join us, right? We've got a lot of people joining our bandwagon. Welcome. We've got Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki and some handsome guys. Please enjoy. And honestly, just stop crapping on people's parade. We've had a really rough, like, year and a half and and anything that's fun should be celebrated and joyous anyway we're going to get into mark shifley and some things that he said in the media availability at the end of their season and that's coming up in just a moment and i had a lot of words in this segment scott has a lot of words in the next segment but first did you know that 85 percent of people who play daily fantasy sports lose is it really that surprising The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts, who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Your name, your stakes. Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero's DFS the way it was meant to be one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual spots underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. So go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. All right. So I'm a little bit out of breath because I had a lot to say in that first segment, but I have a feeling that Scott is going to be the one to run out of words in this segment. I mean, I have plenty of words. A lot of them start with F and I can't say them on this show because I'm extremely annoyed at what is going on with uh, Mark Shifley deciding to open his big, stupid coward mouth today at exit interviews for the Winnipeg Jets and I guess we'll start with his first one that came out at 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, Marat, who works for The Athletic, who writes for Winnipeg, who is a fantastic follow, not only for Jets stuff, but hockey in general. This is a direct quote from Mark Shifley. I thought I was going to be tried to be shut down by Philip Deneau, says Mark Shifley. Instead, it was the Department of Player Safety that shut me down. Well, Mark, if you didn't want the Department of Player Safety to shut you down, you probably shouldn't have taken a running start and jumped at somebody's head in a game you were losing because you're a petulant toddler. And he followed that up with, they knocked me out of the series. I didn't even get a chance to play with my teammates. 
Jets forward Mark Shifley still doesn't agree with the four-game suspension he received for charging Jake Evans, believing it was excessive. And then he also mentioned that Paul Maurice has his back in the locker room and et cetera, et cetera. All of this, all this is telling me is that Mark Shifley hasn't learned an actual damn thing at any point during any of this. And it's infuriating for all these people going, he's not that kind of player. He's a, not a dirty player. He doesn't even swear. He doesn't do this. He's, t- he's turned into an ostrich. He's just taking his head and burying it in the sand and hoping that no one notices that he did a dumb thing. I understand that a coach or a GM or whatever can't be. I'm like, yep, oh, our guy did something stupid. But you as a player eventually have to take ownership of what you did. If Corey Perry went out there and, you know, elbowed him in the head and knocked him out and Corey Perry got suspended for six games, we'd be like, well, guess what? You know, Corey Perry finally did something dumb. Take ownership of what you did. I'm not saying that maybe he's frustrated. They didn't get to play with his teammates. That sucks. Don't knock somebody unconscious in a game you're losing because you can't control your temper. I don't think we're asking much of Mark Shifley to just kind of go, that's my bad. You know, and the whole thing, this entire thing has just left such a bitter taste in my mouth because I like Jets fans. They've been extremely good uh, in my mentions and they've been just nice people to interact with for most of the last year. And now it's, you know, you have their bench, the Jets bench itself saying, you know, chirping Corey Perry about the John Tavares incident and blaming the Habs and blaming Jake Evans is being stretchered off. And then you have Mark Shifley, who's not taking any sort of ownership of what he did you're not a rookie this isn't your first hockey game you've been in the nhl since what 2012 2013 whatever like mark figure it out dude are you kidding me like how are you going to come out and act like you didn't do something wrong it's not like this was an accidental trip and a guy fell into the boards or you gave someone a push and they caught a rut you let you went out there to hit a guy and department of player safety saw through what your excuse was and you're still upset about it. I, I, I actually can't believe I'm saying this because I'm not usually like a vengeful hockey fan type. Mark Shifley's first game at the bell center is going to be, um, it's going to be something. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think he's going to have a lot of people lining up to have a discussion with him, And quite frankly, they should. It's not like he's apologized. It's not like he's taking ownership. This all could have died off, but he just keeps stoking this by not taking ownership. And I'm honestly, I'm, I'm friggin' sick and tired of it. Like, just say you did something wrong. That's my bad. I will do better to not do that next time. Instead, it's a, oh, well, I'm the victim. I'm the victim. Look at me. I'm Mark Shifley. I'm the real victim here. Jake Evans was taken off on a stretcher with a concussion. He only just started off ice workouts. We don't know if he's going to be back in the, in the third round or not, or, you know, when he'll be good to go. And you're complaining because you had to sit in the press box because you did something stupid. Cry me a river, Mark. You're not the victim here. You have never been the victim here, especially when you knocked someone out cold because you lost your cool. It's nonsense. And I'm just, I'm so sick and tired of it. I am just going to say a couple of things before we move on, because Scott pretty much summed it up. Uh, the measure of a good person. Everybody's like, oh, he's a character guy. Uh, somebody noted, I want to say it was Andrew Berkshire, but I'm not 100% sure. It was like he's made a career out of being a good guy, a character guy, like a decent man. 
And a decent person will take responsibility for their actions uh, and not play the victim. You make mistakes every, like when people go, I'm not perfect or nobody's perfect. That's very true. Nobody's perfect. And not, not a single one of us is a hundred percent faultless in anything, but the measure of a good person is whether you take responsibility for your actions and make an effort not to do it again or change or whatever in this situation, it would be literally don't do that again. Uh, but, uh, that's one thing. And then another thing is just, you know, a lot of people have said in the last couple of days, probably not Winnipeg Jets fans, although I don't know, because for, for, for the most part in our experience, the Winnipeg Jets fans have been the most level-headed out of everybody, even though the Canadians swept them unexpectedly, uh, They've been saying that it's colored their uh, their perception of him negatively, like they are big fans of his, but this is dampening their enjoyment of him. And I think that that's very fair. And so for me, like I just, you know, I just think that as as uh, both Ian uh, and and I want to say was Mike O'Brien, a couple of people said, you know, it wasn't the Department of Player Safety that forced you to charge Jake Evans and hit him in the head. So, you know, you can't blame player safety. Uh, and I think that's all we should say about that. If you want to read more about Scott's opinion on this, it's going to be on Eyes on the Prize tomorrow, Scott. I'm hoping so. Uh, we'll see what the managing editors think, because I kind of wrote <laughs> another article based off of uh, our first segment rant about letting people just enjoy the ride. So I'm hopeful <laughs> it'll be out. Uh I will discuss with Justin. If not, I will just thread my thoughts on Twitter where I can use a lot more words to describe Mark Shifley how I want to. So, <laughs> um, but so for more on that, follow Scott Matla. Yes. Um, and I just really <laughs> want to quickly say uh, our our friends at the Crosscheck and NHL show, speaking of Andrew Berkshire, I mentioned him. Uh, Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark have a show on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's fairly new, so you might not have heard about it yet. It is called the Crosscheck NHL Show. It's two days a week, and on the Thursday episode, they always have an interview with somebody who covers a hockey or somebody from the hockey world. And this week, i.e. today, it is Eric Engels of Sportsnet. So you definitely want to tune in for that, Habs fans. And also, our locker room is going to be tonight. We didn't have a Wednesday episode to talk about it. So we're just going to let you guys know that our locker room is going to be 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Thursday night, like tonight when you get this, uh, when you download this episode. Uh, sorry about that. We did take the day off because the Canadians won on Friday night and we wanted to give you guys a Saturday episode. Coming up next, we're going to talk about whether we would rather the Canadians face the Colorado Avalanche or the Vegas Golden Knights in the next uh, round. Obviously, uh, I would rather they get a free pass, but that's not how it works. Uh, and so we're going to debate that in just a moment. But first, remember, rockauto.com, the only place you should be looking for anything that you need for your car. It is a website that is an easy to use, that has an easy to use catalog for anything that you might need for your car, whether it's, you know, whether it's literally parts or accessories, carpet, you know, a gas cap for only $4, you can get whatever you need for your car at the cheapest, most reliably cheapest prices. Honestly, why would you go to a chain store? First of all, who feels like doing anything or going anywhere? Don't do it. Second, at the chain stores, they'll be limited to what they have in stock. So you're limited to whatever brands they carry and whatever prices they want to give you. Also, you could be paying up to twice as much just for being a regular person and not a professional mechanic. Don't do any of that. Go to rockauto.com. 
you enter your car's make, model, and year, and you can find literally anything that you need. There's an easy-to-use drop-down catalog, and then you choose the price you want to pay. You can find the lowest price on there and get what you need. RockAuto.com is a no-brainer. Don't forget to tell them Locked On sent you in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So there's a lot of debate about this right now because tonight will be game six between the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights in the first game of the series. Uh, it seemed like the Vegas Golden Knights were dead in the water and in some serious trouble because Colorado just absolutely destroyed them on the ice. But in the last, uh, in the last, I want to say three games or even, even the, the, the second game that Colorado managed to win, that was an all Vegas game. It's just that their goaltender really played really well. Vegas is on a tear right now. They've got massive momentum. They've always been a good team since they got into the league. They're terrifying, but if you'd asked me before this series, which one was a scarier team, I would have said the avalanche because of their speed and their skill and their top end talent. So Scott, let's discuss, would you rather have the Canadians be destroyed by the Avs or be destroyed by the Vegas golden Knights in the next round? Well, I'd like to point out that we are in the third round because we didn't blow a three, one series lead in the first round. And then we swept <laughs> the second round. So like there people is that. that, yeah, people do forget that. Like, I think it's very much worth remembering is that that is a thing that did happen and it happened recently to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, when I look at these teams though, I, I kind of look at it in the way that the abs are a powerhouse with some superstars, which is no shock to anybody. And the Vegas Golden Knights are a pretty heavy four-line deep, three-defensive pairing team with a very good goalie and Marc-Andre Fleury right now. And I look at this game in that Vegas is very good at controlling the tempo and flow of games. They started dominating Colorado and shutting down uh, Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen as best they could after those first two games. And it's a now what do you kind of do situation, but I still think I look at how good McKinnon is and I look at the way the Canadians kind of played their games. I I'm a little bit more concerned about the abs and I think I'd rather play Vegas because there's matchups to be exploited there. Like their fourth line relies on Ryan Reeves and William Carrier. Like who, you know, they're, they're not people that scare me. Whereas the Colorado avalanche scare me because they're deep. They have Brandon sod and Alex Newhook and players like that in their bottom six that can really cause trouble. Nazem Kadri will be coming back from suspension if it's the abs in that series there. That's a scary proposition. Kadri always plays well against the Canadians, and it's Marc-Andre Fleury. There is always the chance that Marc-Andre Fleury turns back into a pumpkin at some point in time. And the Habs haven't lost to Vegas since they've gotten into the league yet, and I think that's a very uh, a very crucial point to remember is that for whatever reason, the Canadians just have that number right now for me, I think I'd rather play Vegas because I think they're there to be exploited. But at the same time, if it is Colorado, we're going to need to see what Dominique Ducharme can do uh, to try and mitigate damage. He'll have to get aggressive because against both these teams, he's going to have to get aggressive uh, for two different reasons because the way these teams are set up. But I currently in my current mind state would rather play Vegas than Colorado. I agree with you. I think that um, there's a point of view that I, I also absolutely understand is that the Canadians were able to shut down Toronto, which is a fast team with top end talent. 
uh, and also decent goaltending. And the Canadians would, would be able to replicate that. Whereas Vegas is a team that is better than the Canadians at what they do. They're a little bit more physical. They're a little bit more scoring by committee. Uh, I wouldn't say their goaltending is much better, but uh, I would actually, in fact, agree with you that Marc-Andre Fleury is breakable. And if you want to remember when the last time he broke was, uh, the Canadians kicked it off in 2010. So I think that he's a good goaltender that's playing at the top of his career, but he is absolutely shakable. That's one. Uh, And the other thing, too, is that I feel like I understand the position that people are taking that the Canadians were able to shut down a fast and skilled team and blah, blah, blah. And they could just do this. It's just harder this time because Colorado is just so much better than Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I just, I think that the fact that Vegas is a better them actually gives them an advantage because they know how Vegas plays. They play it themselves. And honestly, it's a matter of uh, out, out playing them at their own game. I, I, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to match their level of talent because like I said, they're, they're just a little bit better than the Habs on all, on all levels. And that's fine. That's allowed. We're allowed to say that they're a great team. They play physical. They're not as fast as the avalanche, but they, they're, they're good. They're really, really good. And that, and, and, and that to me, I think it shouldn't scare the Canadians. I think the Canadians will be able to, play their own game. I feel like it's going to be another round of people complaining that it's too slow or too physical or too bruising, or it's, it's not as good as the AF series. No, because nothing is going to be as good as that. Uh, and, and, and the Canadians are going to be in for a shock no matter what, because they've been playing, even, even the teams that they've been playing in this division have not been as good as those teams. And, and everybody, I think who hasn't, you know, when we get to the semifinals, everybody is going to be playing a team that they have not yet seen yet a single time this season. So everybody's going to get a shock. And I think that first game is a wash for anybody who loses it. It's really what you do from then on. And I think that that's what Vegas has done very successfully against Colorado. That first game, it was just like they were, they were tired or whatever you want to say, or like, you know, they played Leonard instead of Marc-Andre Fleury to give him a rest or to shield him from the avalanche's skill or whatever it is that you want to say. And the end of the day, they responded to that really well. They adjusted and they never looked back, even though Colorado won that other game, that second game in, in, in Denver, they, they still like were completely outplayed by Vegas. And so I think to me, anybody who's making the semifinal round, that first game, it's not going to spell the series. I think what you do about that first game is going to determine how you fare in the series. And, and I exactly agree is that we're going to see what the Canadians can learn. They could come out and punch Colorado in the mouth or Vegas in the mouth, uh, or they could get dominated. We, we don't know. And from there it's okay. Dominique Ducharme has shown us that he has shown the ability to adapt now as series have gone on and that he might have to change up his strategies and attacks there. And I have no reason right now to think that he won't do the same in this series. It likely won't be as easy because Colorado and Vegas are more complete teams. But at the same time, he's not going to not try, especially in this situation. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can come up with because I do think there are some answers there. That might be a Thomas Tatar is back in the lineup. It might be more Alexander Romanov to have more mobility on the blue line. We don't know. And again, we've said it a lot of times. All this is gravy right now. Like we weren't supposed to be here. Do I want to win? Absolutely. Go to the Stanley cup final. Absolutely. I do. At the same time, this is a huge building block and it goes to show the Canadians. Okay. 
where do we stack up against these teams that are absolutely incredible right now? What do we need? Obviously, everyone could use a Nathan McKinnon, but maybe it's a maybe we need a Devin Tays or uh, a William Carlson type player. Not forty goal William Carlson, but just certain things that might be able to round out their lineup a little bit more and grow from there. This is a huge learning opportunity for so many players. And obviously these guys want to win. Everyone wants them to win, but there's so much to be gained here besides what's happening on the ice for coaches, for players, for Mark Bergevin and for Jeff Molson. It's a huge opportunity on so many different levels for this team right now. I'm just so excited for Cole Caulfield to play against skilled guys. <laughs> I just I don't know why it just to me I feel like there's guys on any of these teams that he can model his game after uh and and that to me is super super exciting and and you know a guy like Nick Suzuki we're expecting him to be one of the building blocks of this team for a long long time him playing against these best players in 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 a division that was generally weak except for these two teams uh I think it's it's just it's it's exactly like you said it's such a huge learning opportunity so you know it's not this isn't me like whatever haters from the first segment that we were talking about this isn't me trying to talk myself into a loss we know it's a long shot we don't care we're going to be happy. Uh, and, and I think everything about this is just so exciting. And so obviously we're going to see what happens tonight. We are rooting for a game seven in that series. So the Canadians can get more rest, more practice, more video. Uh, obviously Vegas can easily close it out tonight. And then we're, we don't know what's going to happen when the series is going to start or anything like that. In the meantime, we still haven't gotten to Jeff Petrie's injury. We haven't gotten to Bob Ganey visiting the, uh, the, um, Canadians today. So we're going to move all of that to our Friday episode and we are going to bring back the mailbag for tomorrow. So uh, bearing in mind that we will be recording before the Avs and, and Colorado game, please send over your mailbag questions. We are so excited to bring it back. And if you asked us a question before the Canadians playoff run, that is still valid. So if it wasn't against Toronto, if it wasn't about the series against Toronto or whatever, if the mailbag question is still valid, we will be going back to it and answering it on tomorrow's show. You can tweet us your questions at LO underscore Canadians, you can email us at lockedoncanadians at gmail.com. If you'd like to find either of us on Twitter or on Locker Room, Scott is at Scott Matla and I am at The Active Stick. You can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe, follow wherever you get them, and tell your friends about us. And if you like us, please check out check out Locked On Today which is where you can get more of the sports news you need in less time. It's available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow.